0: That it feels right. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Lamps Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Radkin. here with the wonderful Julian Andrews. Hey, Kyle. What's up, man? How are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Weather's getting nice. Um, I was just telling you, like, you know you're old when we were just outside all day yesterday, and you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, like this is what it's like being old because um, I'm just like sore and my face hurts just because I was outside all day. And that's... That's what being an adult is all about. It's a tough one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah it's a tough one. I'm not there yet. Uh, you know, I've got the youth still going. But you do. My, my allergies are always pretty bad. So
0: uh, it's brutal. Especially like obviously, um, you know, hopefully with more people getting vaccines and whatever, like with, with COVID stuff. But it's just like I think we went through it last year too, when people were going through allergy season, right when like COVID was peaking. Right. Yeah. And everybody was just like, wait, what? Like do I have COVID? Do I have COVID? And like, hope, you know, hopefully everybody gets tested. But like, I remember just being like, oh my God, every day I feel like I'm, I just might have something. Cause all these, yeah. yeah. Um, let's get into our read this week. Um, our good friends over at DraftKings. Um, first off, thank them for uh, sponsoring this podcast along with the rest of the basketball podcast network. Basketball season won't be around forever. So get in, in all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one day sports. Um, I really enjoy daily lineups. I know you do as well. Yeah, for um, sure, we're also in a season-long league, so um, it's fun. Like Sunday afternoon um, today, I might put in a lineup, um, just like a little three-dollar lineup. Um, you know, t- tomorrow might do the same. Um, download the DraftKings app now and use the code TBPN during signup this week. DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot, free F R E E, is how you spell that, um, at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code TBPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars. Minimum five dollars deposit required, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Julian, do you have a good like DraftKings story, like success story? Um, actually, yeah, I do.
1: Well, so, so how far do we want to go into this? Is this like <laughs> no? See, it's actually not that much of a success story because it but it was really fun. So they, you know, they, they play those contests during football season where you kind of are playing to move ahead in the competition. It's like yeah. the prize is like a ticket to the next one. And mm-hmm. then eventually they did this like big thing in Florida or something where like all the top people from the season went. So I I won one of those. Um, and I, I placed first along with like 200 other people though, because the lineup that ended up winning was really chalk. Um, and so then we had to play in this tiebreaker contest and there was a moment where I thought I'd won like a thousand dollars because it was like the value of the ticket, but then it was the ticket. So I played in this other contest and still like won a nice amount of money. But um, it was just funny. Cause I had this week where I was like, maybe I'm going to Florida. Maybe, maybe? we're going to, maybe this is me this year. Maybe I'm going to be the millionaire. How, how many times did you change your lineup that week? So many. And it sucks <laughs> because I look and I look and it uh, at my notebook and I had like lineups that did really well written down yeah and and i that that i had decided not to go with i remember that it was a giants patriots game i think two years ago and i was really thinking i was gonna put the patriots defense as my mvp but then i was just like ah like putting a defense as your mvp like that's rough and then the patriots defense put up like 40 points mm. <laughs> and the person who won had the Patriots defenses are MVP and i was like god damn it that could have been me but, <laughs> but it was it was really fun I like playing this contest it's it's fun because you can kind of get involved without having an insane amount of money on the line yeah and you can also kind of do it with your friends so yeah. I, I I like it a lot it's fun
0: yeah I uh I think it was like two or three years ago I set up a lineup um at like four or five p.m. and I was going to a twins game that night and I totally forgot about the lineup. Mm-hmm. And like I think I want to say it was probably like might have been like a Thursday or Friday. And I probably hopefully I didn't work the next day because I remember we had some we had some beers and um I woke up the next morning and I was just like I don't I checked my draftings account and I totally forgot that I put in the lineup and and I had won this whole thing and it was like four hundred bucks.
1: Yeah. Um, it's fun.
0: It's good. It's cool. not huge it, money, but still like I but put it feels in three dollars. Like
1: you, you can win, you know? Yeah. Like, it doesn't, like, I feel like with some sports gambling stuff, it's just like, I'm never really going to win. You know, like, the house yeah. is always going to take me. But with, with DFS and DraftKings, I really, I, it's, you know, you, you can win enough to kind of feel like you're actually not just, like, losing money, which is great. I agree.
0: And it's, yeah, somewhat strategic where, like... No, oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, if you're not putting in the right lineup, you have nobody but to play but yourself. Um, before we get into this week's episode, um, one apology for last week last week i called it the george floyd trial which of oh, course it yeah. is the Derek chauvin trial um so i apology i apologize it's been it was brought to my attention obviously um you know that's we, we learn right um so that, that's my bad um i apologize george floyd um, unfortunately he didn't get to have a trial so um let's get into this week's topics um julian at the time of this recording the timberwolves are 15 and 42 now mm-hmm. julian that's not a very good record Um, They play the Clippers today. We're recording this on a Sunday Um, and they probably won't win that game, but don't look now the Timberwolves no longer have the worst record in the league. The Rockets, the Rockets have that spot. The Rockets, the the Rockets, the the Rockets have that spot. Um, They're really, really bad. I don't think they're going to concede that spot. Um, And two and three and a half games back behind the Wolves respectively are the Pistons and the Magic. Um, there's 15 games left. The Rockets have lost 10 out of 11. The Pistons have lost four to five. The Magic have lost seven out of eight. The Wolves have actually uh, won three of their last seven, so they're they're three and four in the yeah. last seven. Um, I mean the upcoming schedule. They the Wolves have 15 games left. They have the the Clippers. They play the the Kings twice, the Jazz twice, the Rockets, the Warriors, Pelicans, Grizzlies, Heat, Magic, Pistons, Nuggets, Celtics, Mavericks. The problem here is that the Wolves play the the Magic Pistons and the um, Rockets, and each one of those games has like huge tanking. Yeah, tank um, fest. And you might say, well, why is this important? Um, you know, is like, the are, are the percentages that different? Um, so, no, the, the, I mean the percentages aren't that much different. I guess if, if but if you're in the top three, you are guaranteed a forty point one percent shot at the number one or the at the at the at a top three spot, no matter where you fall. So if you're number one, um, basically, the the league does that. um, So it doesn't incentivize teams to tank, um, because there's no difference if you're one through three. But if you would fall down to that number four spot, um, that dips to 36.6%. You know, which obviously, you know, almost almost 5%. And then if you would fall to the fifth spot, which I think is pretty unlikely, um, for the timber wolves um given everything but then that would go to let me just do some napkin math here you think it's um, unlikely that they they finish fifth you think the
1: the low the highest they'll finish is fourth worst
0: yeah because like like i said right now um the wolves are second um the, the i mean both the the pistons and the the magic. Like the Pistons, they're two games back. I could see that. The Magic are three and a half games back. I mean, that's four games over the course of 15 or 16 games. Um, the Wolves would, yeah, first off, the yeah. Wolves would have to win four games out of the next 15, which that yeah. might be a stretch in its own right. But then, you know, the, the Magic would basically have to not win a single game. That's true. Yeah. Um, but if that were to happen, that percentage just drops to 30%. So, uh, you know, a full, um, you know, 10%. So, um, and then of course there's lottery anyways, but Julian, will the Timberwolves fall in that? And, and also it's worth noting that if you're listening to this and you're like, why is it important if they get the first or fourth pick, who cares? Um, well, if they get a top three pick, the pick uh, go, it stays with the Timberwolves. If the pick is four or worst, it goes to the Warriors as part of the D'Angelo Russell and Andrew Wiggins trade. Um, so basically the, the wolves could, you know, get a top three pick, which would be great, whether that's Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, whoever, or they have the number four pick and it goes to the warriors and they have nothing to go. They have nothing to show for just an absolutely miserable season. Julian, will the wolves finish in the top three worst records in the league?
1: Um, that's a tough thing to predict, I guess. So yes. Uh yes. Let's just let's let's go with yes.
0: It's such a tough thing to predict. Like what a dumb I,
1: question. I think, yeah. Come on, Kyle. No. I think uh I think they will. I mean, they're pretty bad still. I mean what the nice thing is that Towns has been really good lately. Mm-hmm. Um and and that I think that maybe even we fell into the trap of forgetting how good Towns can be when he when he plays re- like really really well, um, and so it's really nice to see Towns playing this well and kind of rediscovering his game. And so I think that's a a, a fine trade off for whatever two percent. You know, like the most important thing in this season is that Towns kind of gets his feet back under him.
0: For yeah, the, less. I less like that's more,
1: that's more important than where they fall in the draft. But I think. Um, I still think they'll manage to lose enough games. I mean, they've shown us really uh impressive ability to
0: to lose games. If we know anything, it's that the Timberwolves know how to lose games. Last sixteen games for Towns, um, pretty remarkable. Twenty nine points, twelve rebounds, five assists, one block, shooting forty nine percent from the field and forty four percent from the three point line. Um, it's really good. Know, <laughs> it, it is really good. Um, I think. I mean, the, the problem is that the Wolves are six and 10 in those games. Um, so like it, it goes back to the, the question of, you know, like, does, does Towns need more help? And the answer is yes. But then you, you look at the roster and like, we've gone through this a million times, like, what can you do? Like, you know, you want Russell to be a hundred percent healthy. Like obviously Beasley's not there, but like injuries are going to happen with any team. The problem isn't, I don't think necessarily those guys, it's the fact that players like Want Hernan Gomez and Josh Akogi and Jarrett Culver. And like, I, I love Josh Akogi, by the way. So um like it, it pains me that his offensive game just like, hasn't taken better. that step. Yeah. But he has been better lately, but like these guys are sometimes just unplayable. And, yeah. is, you know, and as much as like, I like a guy like Jade McDaniels, he's had like three or four nights now in the last two weeks where he plays like 40 minutes and his stat line is like six points, four rebounds and like an assist. You well, know, his- and
1: he's got to continue developing like, like it's a tough, it's a tough beat to be saying that the help for towns is going to come only in the form of the development of Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels. Um, like, you know, if you're the wolves, you don't want to be saying that, but at the same time, it's kind of where they're at if they lose this pick. Um, and it's not, I mean, Anthony Edwards, I think you can reasonably expect him if he puts in the work this off season, which there's no reason he wouldn't, but, um, to come back and be just as good, if hopefully better, more efficient next year, um, and then yeah, ideally you get Beasley and D'Lo back healthy, and I don't know. We can talk about this in the off season, I guess. But it's uh, yeah, the help is not there. But six and ten is a lot better than you know fifteen and forty or whatever the Wolves are now, right? Like that's still a significant improvement. So you got
0: to say that Towns playing well is contributing to winning. So I just put together a trade. Um, if like, so I think if the Wolves get a top three pick, I think there's a, just as a, much of a likely chance that they keep that pick, or they tri- like. Okay, how about a like Ricky Rubio, Malik Beasley, top three pick for Bradley Beal? Like, yeah, done, done, right? Like, and probably for both sides. If if, if the if the Wizards, I mean, they're making a push right now, and we'll get into this in a little bit into that, like. Seven through ten spot the the playing game. Wait,
1: who is in that trade other than the pick Beasley and Rubio?
0: But Rubio. Oh, you're keeping Edwards, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Totally yeah, keep Edwards because the 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 Wolves are in like such a like Towns Russell and Beasley are still young, in the sense that they're like twenty three or twenty four. But then you also have Edwards, who's nineteen, and like there's this weird like Edwards isn't going to be as good as he like his peak is still. Five or six years away, like seven years away, probably even more than that, maybe. And then you look and you're like, Towns and Russell and Beasley are like just hitting the beginning of their prime. You have to win now with like you
1: have to start trying to win now with Towns. Yeah,
0: I I agree. Um, Yeah, so but something to watch, like just watch the standings because like the five percent here and the ten percent there might not make a difference. And that's a um, good trade. Yeah, that's I think that's a fun trade. I don't. Yeah, if if especially well, it's interesting,
1: really, if it's. Mm, it's interesting what pick that is. You know, like if it's the number one pick, then I think you probably hold it. You gotta probably try to get Cape Cunningham, right? But then, you, but then you have another guard. But I guess I don't know. We'll see. I think it's, if you have that, you have to try and trade D'Lo. I think if you get the number one pick,
0: I that that was my other guy. Like I'm like, do you just try to trade D-Lo? The only problem there is like if you're the wizards or you're another team, like Beasley's this young guy in a nice contract. Oh, and you're not. Rubio's getting, an, yeah. Ruby isn't expiring. Nobody's PL. trying to get, nobody wants D'Angelo Russell. Well, I if you're, tra- if you're moving
1: delo at this point, you're doing it so that you can give those minutes to somebody
0: else. You're not doing it because you think you're going to get back an all-star. Yeah. Yep. hundred percent. I don't know. Okay. We'll see. We will see. Uh, okay. So another question um, uh, nobody's asked me, but I just have this question. I was wondering a few weeks ago, I was like, Okay, I'm mean, really I'm like I'm so excited for this play in tournament. I'm jacked. And then I was like how does the play in tournament even work? I don't I don't really know how it works. Um like there was some confusion last year. Last year was so wonky cuz it was like if you're four games within the last seed then you get to play a game with the other it was very confusing. And they're like, "Well, what if there's multiple teams?" And they're like, "Well, it's the closest one." It was very confusing. This year yeah. it's a little it's a little more cut and dry. Um so the play in tournament starts May eighteenth, which is a month from recording, um, and concludes on Friday. So it's uh, basically four days of basketball. My guess would be it would probably be a game a day, depending on um, everything. Sense. Which is like really really fun. It's awesome. Um, yeah. Like, and I don't know what time they're going to do it at. Like maybe during prime time. Like I'm not sure what the best time is. Um, like probably I guess if you're doing a game a day. But um, overall, very fun. So hey, do you know who has the rights to those? I don't. Okay. That'll be interesting. You're basically saying, hopefully it's not NBA TV.
1: Well, I don't mind if it's NBA TV, I guess. Okay. I just hope it's, I hope it's, I, I assume they'll be broadcast nationally.
0: Yeah. Oh, you're saying if whether it's
1: local. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if any of those go, but no, they, if they're playing, no, they would be definitely on I'm either guessing, NBA
0: TV or ESPN or yeah. TNT. My guess would be that TNT and NBA TV will have two of them. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. one, one will be an ESPN. and Maybe we could see one be like an ABC. Um, so it, the, basically, if you're the seventh through tenth seed, you qualify to play. Um, so to start on both sides, it's not a conventional bracket where the seventh seed plays the tenth seed. So basically, the seventh and eighth seeds on both sides will go up against each other. The winner of that game gets the seventh seed. Mm-hmm. The ninth and tenth seed goes up against each other. The loser of that game is eliminated. Um, and then the, the loser of the first game of the seventh and eight and the winner of the nine and ten play each other for a one game, uh, you know, playoff, and the winner of that game is in. So, does that make sense?
1: Okay, I thought they played twice. Um, from what I'm seeing... But that's good to know. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I had it in my head somehow that they played twice, and that the higher seed... I'm oh, gonna... no, I see. I know you're right, because, because that way, if you're a low seed, you have to win two games to get in. Yes. If you're a higher seed, you only have to win one game to get in, but that's tricky because one of the games is against the better team.
0: Yes. Yep. So yeah, basically, if you're the seventh or no. eighth seed, you need to win just one win games. one game. Yep. yep. And then if you're the ninth or tenth seed, you have to win two games. Um, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm almost like I've read like four articles yeah, about it this that morning. That makes sense.
1: That's interesting, though.
0: Yeah. So what does that look right like right now? Um, in the a east, a lot of fun.
1: is what, is what yeah.
0: it looks like, <laughs> and, and especially if you like in the east, it's 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 pretty um, interesting to see where like who can match up. So right now in the east, the seventh seed and the eighth seed that matchup would be the Heat and the Hornets. Um, but it's worth noting that the Heat are like two games back from the the fifth seed, so yeah, like we could you could see the Hawks slide into that spot. Um, and Fingers I think crossed. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I don't know who the sixth seed is. There's another team that they could um, leapfrog. Um, so it'd be heat Isn't versus it home- the Celtics. Um, it, let me check. It is the, it's uh the Knicks.
1: Oh, the Knicks. Knicks so
0: the yeah. succeed Hawks are the, uh 50, the, the, the Celtics.
1: They've moved um, up huh?
0: on a little search. They've won six straight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it'd be the, in the East to be the heat and the Hornets going up against each other. And then the Pacers and the bulls. Um. And like Zach, Zach Levine now on the COVID. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah you know, list. So hopefully, you know, hopefully all goes well for him and he gets back on the court soon. Cause otherwise, if you don't make the playoffs, um, you know, this year, depending on it, I guess if they can keep their pick, cause I I guess it's, you know, maybe it's lottery protected. So maybe it's a good thing if they miss playoffs in a weird way. I don't know. Um, And then the teams in the hunt uh, tied for the 10th seed is the wizards. Um, They're, and then the Raptors are a half game back Mm -hmm. um, from, from getting in the plan. So like you could potentially see like a heat bulls, you know, game like winner take goes to the, oh, man. gets the eight seed or, um, you know, that's fun. That's, or like Jimmy the, Butler the, would score 50 points if they played right? in that game. Like the, like wizards, heat, uh, wizards horn, like whatever. I, I just think that's a lot of fun. Yeah, um, totally. In the West, things are a little more concrete right now. Um, you know, these teams can move around, but the, 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 basically there's five teams kind of vying for this. Um, the seventh and eighth seed matchup would be the Mavericks and the Grizzlies. Um, which again, like and Luka Doncic said this a week, uh, you know, a week or two back. And we've talked about this as well. Like the Mavericks don't seem like they are in the class. Like they, like they deserve to not be in this category, but also like their record indicates that they actually don't right. win more games. That. Then complain yeah. about it. And, and like, uh, they're, you know, don't look now they their two games back from your blazers. So I know. Um, yeah. Scary. Um, and then the Warriors are at the number nine seat and the, 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 Spurs are hanging on at 10. Um, you know, we, we all thought the Spurs were going to fall off and they have lost three of their last 10, but the, 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 uh, Pelicans can't put it together. Yeah. I was going to say the Pelicans have only picked up one game on them during that stretch and the Pelicans (sighs) are two and a half games back from the 10th seed and everything. Everybody's like, okay, the Warriors and Pelicans, how much fun would that be? And then the next game potentially could be Grizzlies Pelicans. And it's like, well, it's kind of like last year's bubble. It's like, yeah, like the thought of that sounds really fun, but the Pelicans kind of suck. You got to be pretty kind of not happy if
1: you're a Pelicans fan, right? Just that they, because the Spurs have left the door wide open, and the Pelicans have just not been good. their Their team is weird. There's not enough spacing. It's it's there's too the too many bigs. It's really weird. I, I don't know. I don't think the Stephen Adams Zion Ingram thing is working.
0: It's very confusing because like Zion last thirty games. 29.7 yeah, rebounds forces, yeah. 63% from the field. Like, I guess I just don't understand. I'm like, if you have a guy putting up those numbers and I don't, I guess I don't watch enough Pelicans basketball to like get like a real read on what their problem is. Um, but it's like, they have guys and, you know, and like, but maybe it's one of those things where it's like, we thought Brandon Ingram was turning into a star. And then may, like, maybe it's just like, he's just a guy that can score. Um, right. And, yeah. you know, like defense seems like, but I do think right. you're right. I think like that Steven Adams signing, um, or maybe they traded for him, like kind of just a wonky move. Like, well, Zion can't really stretch the floor anyways. And like Steven right. Adams can't either. So it's like, I don't understand like what's going on. Don't there. you need a stretch five
1: to play with Zion? Like, isn't that the, the best fit of any type of player? It seems, it seems like it would be. Cause you don't um, want somebody else in the paint when Zion is so effective there, but, you, but Zion can't play center either. No. So I think, so on, you need somebody who on defense can kind of be in the middle
0: and then, and then uh, on offense can pull somebody out of the paint. Yeah. Like they, they have James Johnson, like it almost seems like you played James Johnson. Something like to, that. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. I agree. Um, so yeah, something to watch in the next month and just watch the standings. Cause it's going to be fun and hopefully four pretty fun days of basketball. Yeah. Uh Julian Lamarcus Aldridge announces his retirement. I know. Fans probably like if they weren't paying attention to what's going on, they're probably like, wait, didn't he just sign with the Nets? And he's been putting up really good numbers on this team. Um, the answer is yes. Um, but uh Aldridge, um, and I I think this is all right. Uh he was diagnosed with Wolf Parkinson White syndrome, which is uh, you know, something that causes a rapid heartbeat. So and and he had that as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um you know, he started to feel better, I guess, throughout his career, didn't really play many issues. And then recently, you know, he, he said that during the game, he didn't feel great. And, um, basically it was just like, after you know what, after 15 years, um, it's, it's time to call it, you know, my, not my, worth health, the risk. my, yeah, my health and family comes first, which good for him because he was on a championship team playing big, big minutes. It's not like he was yeah. playing for the Spurs and just decided to retire. Um, obviously he played nine seasons with the Blazers. How do you remember as, as growing up a Blazers fan, like, like his legacy overall?
1: I, I read a lot of stuff about how this is really complicated just because he left, but I love Aldridge. Like he really bridged all of these eras. Like he took the Blazers and made them a fun team between the really depressing kind of Brandon Roy injuries and the Greg Odin injuries all the way up until Lillard kind of took over. So to me, Aldridge really was pretty foundational to a lot of the foundation. Is that even a word? I think so. Foundational? Um, he, yeah. yeah. He, was like a, he was like a big part of all of the teams I really grew up rooting for. So I, I love Aldridge. I think he's great. I really wish that him and Lillard had managed to kind of work it out. I think that the Blazers front office saw Lillard as a star and Lillard saw Lillard as a star. And Aldridge kind of had been playing second fiddle his whole career, even though even though he was the best player on those teams, even when Lillard was there. And that, this has been pointed out a lot, which is totally true. Like that, that's that Houston series where Lillard hit that buzzer beater um, in 20, 2013, 2014? Um, Aldridge put up like 40 points in games one and two, and he had 30 points in that game. Um, and he was, it's a really, really big part of, those teams so it was really sad I was really sad when he left but I didn't blame him I got it you know he's from Texas he wanted to go home he's always been kind of reserved and kind of like uh wanting to be with his family and so I totally understood him leaving Portland I was sad about it but I love Aldridge I don't know he was really fun to watch his uh his little turnaround jumpers were just really fun. I, I, I just yeah, I really liked his game. I really feel like he always kind of gave it his all and really good player. I think really underrated player. I think yeah. he was kind of forgotten on the Spurs. I think if he had stayed in Portland, he would have had a higher profile. Honestly, um, if him and Lillard had kind of figured it out and played together, but
0: yeah, yeah. I I agree, and that's like what we're talking about, like the different like the, the the different eras of stars, like. Where Lillard's coming in and Aldridge is like, you know, like when he left Portland, he was twenty nine. Um yeah. And obviously, like, there's a little bigger gap of like what we were talking about the Timberwolves. But I mean, yeah, like from 2010 until 2015, um, you know, twenty two points, nine and a half rebounds, a block a game. Um, you know, like it's weird. He was
1: because- a good defender. That's that's the other thing is that he was actually a really good defender and a really good rebounder.
0: Yeah, he was in the weird spot where like we had the power forward generation of like KG, Tim Duncan, Dirk, Chris Webber, like Rasheed Wallace. And then like those guys started to kind of age out. And then like we just forgot about like the power forward position almost like. Yeah, I don't know. Like because like the mid 2000s and like even now it's like we don't really go by guys that are, you know, position wise. Yeah, um, it's the, the game's changed so much and Aldridge kind of got caught in the middle of that. It seemed totally he's like, oh, he's he's a big. But, we, you know, bigs aren't as valuable as they were before. But he learned um, how to
1: shoot threes and play center. So he kind of changed his game and became kind of a stretch five later. Yeah, late, in his later, career, in his career, which is yeah. awesome. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. Uh, two seasons in a row, like shot like 38 percent from the three point line. Um, now, I was curious about this because we've talked in the past about how like generally big like big guys power forward centers their card market doesn't always reflect their contributions to the league or their team or whatever um where like you know it's funny somebody like kevin porter jr like his cards are skyrocketing and he's putting up trash numbers in in houston um but then you have guys like that do this their whole careers that are big men and they're just not as flashy and whatever um Yeah, so I I looked up Aldridge's cards, obviously not a lot out there for PSA 10. Um, His PSA 10 base is about $199. Um, That's the last one I found that was bought, which is actually $50 less than it was before his retirement. Um, So his, his numbers actually dipped that he retired, which most players, it's the opposite. His situation's a little weird though, because he signed with the nets. Right. And people probably
1: thought he was going to win a championship. I
0: think people were trying to invest in a guy that all of a sudden in game six of the finals, all of a sudden you see a 20 point 15 rebound Aldridge game and those cards probably skyrocket. Um, So yeah, just um, that's interesting. I don't like, I'm, I'm not a huge, I'm not a, I respect the Marcus Aldridge. I'm not a big enough fan to think that like buying $199 PSA, 10 rookie cards, a good idea. Um, I like here's where I'm and this is also where I'm at in like the Hall of Fame thing. Like I have like the NBA Hall of Fame is generally like easier to get in than most leagues, but like he's a Hall of Famer, right? I think so. I I don't
1: know. It depends on if you care more about titles.
0: I mean, basketball we had all reference these... gives him a fifty one percent chance to make it. The all Hall of these Famer. conversations about like dawa making the Hall of Fame, and it's
1: like I don't know. He was on a lot of really good teams, but. what?
0: Well, but, and that's the thing, right? Like, like Aldridge Iggy, is definitely a better player. Udala was on a good team, but also like played, le- like took lesser of a role on that team. Yeah. Like if all of a sudden Aldridge doesn't have this heart issue and he plays on the nets and he would have had that opportunity like two years ago to play on a good team, but he's playing 22 minutes a game and averaging like 13 and five are we having that those same conversations of how like oh Aldridge is a veteran and he's playing less minutes but he wants to win or is it better to average 20 points on and 10 rebounds on a team that's like the 6th or 7th seed consistently like i don't i
1: don't, I don't think don't know. the hall of fame should incentivize players to go take lesser roles on good teams i don't think that's good for the game i don't have a problem with players doing that to be clear like i don't have any issues with vets being bought out and signing with good teams like i think that's totally fine. But I don't think that the hall of fame should, I don't think players should have to do that in order to make the hall of fame because it's really hard to win a championship in the NBA. And it is usually not on any one player. You know, it's usually more about honestly what the GM does than it is about what any one player can do. So I I just don't think that, I don't think that the hall of fame should be telling players that in order to be in the hall of fame, they have to win a certain number of championships or, or I, I just, I just don't like that logic. So I, yeah. uh, I think he should be, I like yeah. Aldrin. So I'm a little biased, but I, she was really good for a long
0: time. Yeah, I agree. Really good. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, it, it's like, love him or hate him, Right. Like with, with NBA players, it's like if they go to a winning team and they win, you hate them because like they sold out and they left, um, you know, love them because they're loyal and they stayed but then you hate them because they don't win wherever they are. And it's yeah, you know, it's, yeah. Like, it, it's a giant jumble. And like, that's like the Kevin Durant effect. It's like now he can't win at all. Like no matter yeah. what, everybody hates <laughs> him. Um, Restaurant of the week. Uh, I haven't gone there in a while, um, but uh, I used to frequent win it qu- quite often. Moreno's Deli um, mm. in in the Northeast area. Um, small shop. Even if you're not going for like food, if, if you're like, you know what, I, 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 I'm not really hungry, but I want to get something for later. They have like really good marinara sauce.
1: Ooh, nice. Um,
0: I've bought in like their tubs before and it's homemade and it's like three bucks. So whether you're like, you're making pizza or you need something to like dip something in or you're making, um, you know, whatever, whatever. I don't, I don't know what you're making, but, uh, go check them out. It's, it's a small, small place, not open on Sundays, which, um, I've made the mistake of trying to go there many, many times on Sundays. (laughs) Um, not, not open. Um, but uh, I think that's it for this week. You got any uh, any final words? Nope. All right. Um, that's well, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all we have. Um, everybody, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We'll be back later this week, hopefully with a guest. Um, yeah. Let's maybe we'll try talk. To get some, a maybe we'll talk WNBA draft. Uh, the, 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 oh yeah. The links just wrapped up their draft. We should and, do that. And got a steal at number nine um, from yeah, everything I'm reading. That. So um, okay, sweet Julian, have a good day, and I will talk to you later this week.